Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Root Cause Solutions for You. My name is Fabiola, and I am your host. Um, today, I am super delighted to have uh, Brie Lockwood, who is an integrative health practitioner, and she is a proud founder of Simply Well Collective. Uh, she works with clients uh, virtually to uncover the root cause of unwanted health conditions. Brie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, we're going to be talking about detox, which I think um, with the new year coming uh, soon, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, at least a lot of us do tend to renew our health goals. And um, I know for sure working with clients, uh, detox is definitely on a lot of people's list. So um, let's start with, um, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what led you to be um, on this um, journey of detoxing. Yes. So my name is Bree. I am from Minnesota. I live in a very small town. Um, and what kind of led me to where I'm at now Looking back, the journey was very long, but I didn't realize I was in the journey when I was in the journey. I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, so back when I was younger, I had a ton of really bad acne, like so bad that I was put on Accutane when it was actually an experimental drug at the time. Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I was put on that. Looking back at pictures, I had extreme like water retention too that I didn't realize was there. Skin rashes were very common. Just go to the doctor, get topical stuff to kind of just, you know, put the Band-Aid on it and just kind of went through life. I wasn't really healthy growing up. We grew up on Hamburger Helper, like just all of that stuff from the 90s, early 2000s. And I had a really poor mindset around health. Like I watched my mom go through the yo-yo dieting, doing workouts as a form of torture versus self-love. So my perception of health was so heavily skewed. And then fast forward to probably 2015, 16-ish, I started to understand health a little bit more and was able to find a good place with my weight, a healthy place in my mindset around that. And then I started having kids. And for those of you who have had kids, you know they take a toll on your body. <laughs> A big toll. And so that then created a new section of my journey. Um, and 2020 was really when I started to dive deeper. I, at that time, I was postpartum with my second child and had really bad fatigue, like nothing like I had with my first and a really bad postpartum hair loss. It looked like somebody shaved the side of my head. It was terrible. And I did the things. I went to the doctors, did the tests. They're like, you're fine. I'm like, I don't feel fine. And I really refused to be like, this is what life is like now. This is just how it has to be because you have kids and everybody's tired. And so at that time, COVID was happening and I really got curious into the holistic natural health world. And I was able to meet up with somebody who did nutrition response testing and they did that on me and put me on a protocol. I got really good results. My energy came back. Uh, just so my skin was getting clearer. So many things I didn't realize were just getting better in my life. And it was amazing. And that's when I was like, I want to do something in this space. At the time, I was a recruiter. So totally different world. And that's when I went and got my integrative health practitioner certification, stepped away from my full-time job to do this now. And kind of also at this time, my daughter was two, started having seizures. 
and did the standard medical stuff. And it, it kind of failed us again. Like nothing came up, no answers, just they said this was normal. And I was like, seizures for a child should not be normal. <laughs> um, and we went the natural health route. We did a cleanse with her. We went to the chiropractor and she's never had seizures again. So my heart is just so indebted to this community and lifestyle. And it's such a blessing. Wow. I'm getting the goosebumps just listening to your story because I think it's so uh, relatable to people out there, you know, especially, um, yeah, when, when women have babies and their first kid, it's, you know, it's still is obviously a scary experience. I don't know that people are ever really ready, no matter how much you think you are ready physically, <laughs> mentally and everything. But then, yes, you have another kid and then it's just so different And, um, yeah, so in, and your journey of, you know, uh, the willingness of being, uh, of unlearning everything that you had learned, um, yeah. to that point and then, um, how things shifted for you. So, um, as someone who muscle tests, uh, clients to help them regain their health, I can totally relay and see your, yeah, your, your journey, how you've transformed. So That's congratulations. I mean, you've come. Yeah, sounds like you've come far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's been great. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, what uh, what caught my attention about your um, your journey as a practitioner is that you focus on detoxing. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions around detoxing. I think most of us have tried to detox of some, you know, in some way, uh, one, you know, at some point of our lives because either a doctor suggested it or another practitioner, or we've just uh, seen commercials or, you know, we're bombarded with social media about different things we should try to on trying to feel better. But I was wondering if you could um, walk us a little bit through the detoxing process of the body. What are some of the misconceptions? And uh, yeah, because it's, it's such an important tool that the body definitely um, benefits from. Yes, there's definitely a lot of misconceptions. I think the biggest one is probably that detoxing is for weight loss. A lot of times those things are associated with each other. And yes, weight loss can be a byproduct of detoxing, but it should never really be the core or the reason why you do it necessarily. Um, another common misconception, I think when people think of detoxing is like you're going to be running to the bathroom all the time. They think of like a colon detox. So it's like scary, sounds traumatic, like, oh my gosh. Um, so I think sometimes that can scare people away as they think that's a form of detoxing. Um, I think other people think it is more of like a starvation too, like a, a hardcore fasting type of thing that is really unsustainable and unrealistic for the average person to do. Um, and then also another misconception is that it's like a one-time thing, like, oh, I'll do a detox. I'm good to go for like a really long time, you know, a couple years. When really detoxing, like, yes, you can do like specific ones for like this organ for this time in my life, but detoxing should be seen as like an everyday form of a lifestyle because we're constantly bombarded with toxins like never before. And, and our bodies just are not meant to carry that load. You know, it's just such a different world we live in. So it really, it's for me, that was a big learning because I started as the misconception person. I started as like, oh, it's a one-time thing. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh no, this needs to be like a continuous process, just little things here and there. So that make the biggest difference. 
Well, yeah, you are right. Because um, I do remember one time I wanted to do a detox and it was like some sort of like digestion column cleanse. Yeah. I, I think I even took time off work just <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to need to be near a bathroom. Because right. I, and you're right. It's scary because we don't, we're not prepared. So what are some of the things that from a physiological standpoint could interfere with what the detoxification of toxins like you were mentioning? Like what could inhibit it from happening or what should somebody do to prep for it? Uh, what could inhibit someone from not like, well, I guess let me rephrase my question. So, you know, here I am, I'm trying to do a detox and what could be something that could make that detox unsuccessful? Yes. So if your detox, the number one thing, if your detox pathways are not open, a detox could be really bad for you. Because essentially, if the toxins cannot get out of your body while you're trying to push them out, and they're like stuck in there, but you're doing all this thing internally to push it out, but it can't get out, it's just going to free flow everywhere throughout the body and really wreak more havoc. So that's always my number one is like detox pathways have to be open. And open is in a lot of different forms, you know, making sure you're having bowel movements, ideally two to three times a day, minimum once a day. Um, Hydration is a really big key in that. Sweating, like I've had clients where and they, they like think this is like a really good thing. Like, oh yeah, I go in the sauna and I like don't even sweat. And I'm like, that's bad. <laughs> you need to open those up. Like that's not good. It needs to get out. Um, so that is probably the most major one. And then also going slow. Sometimes people jump into a detox at like the full, like what it recommends when maybe your body wasn't ready for that. So always low and slow. Because having different reactions is never fun. You know, you don't want to have to deal with that. So if you can prevent it, go the lowest possible dosage you can and then go up to see how your body handles it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. What are some of the uh, most common chemicals that based on your experience with clients you've seen are causing like this? Because you mentioned, you know, we, we live in a very toxic world. It is a very different world than even 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, um, yeah, I was born in 82, so I was definitely exposed to my own set of different toxins. And I think now that there's that, you know, a lot more stuff. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. And chemicals and toxins is just really, um, highly unregulated industry in general. So a lot of times they, companies can just get away with more necessarily. Like our water supply is probably one of the most common ways that toxins are coming into our body unknowingly. You know, there's fluoride in the water, pesticides in the water at higher rates than they're even supposed to be. Um, You know, you can look up your city and the different toxins and it'll show you like, oh, yep, you like in my small town of like 8000 people, our city has 13 different chemicals and toxins that are above the regulation amount. And I'm like, how? Like, I just am always blown away with how this can happen. Um, So that one's really big. Aluminum is in so many things. People cook with it, use it. It's in deodorants. Um, So that's a sneaky one that gets in. Um, It's in different, you know, vaccinations as well. Mercury can be a really bad one. Um, Those are probably the most common ones that I see through testing. I can concur with that. And, um, and I think also uh, glyphosate, you know, being, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just everywhere. And even unfortunately when you're eating organic, you're still 
unfortunately may get trace amounts of it. And um, um, I was reading a book called Toxic Legacy by um, Stephanie Seneff. And um, I was, every time I read it or I listen to it uh, as an audiobook, I'm stunned by how chemicals are impacting our body. And, and I'm sure it has to do with like leading to inflammation. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, inflammation and how we could pr- potentially prevent it with, with a proper detox program. Yeah. And, you know, inflammation, sometimes people think it's such a bad thing. It's a, it's part of our body's natural response to protect itself. So a lot of times when your body does something, I always tell my clients, I'm like, this is a sign. Your body is always trying to tell you something that's going on so you can help correct it. And inflammation is just one of those things that can come up and it can be anywhere in your body. You know, a lot of times people think it's the physical things that we see, like maybe our face is inflamed or our ankles or different things like that. But it's like, no, inflammation can run so deep to the cellular level that then affects the rest of your body. Um, Helping to reduce inflammation, some of the biggest things you can do is movement. We just are in a stagnant world. People are sitting at desks all day long, not going for walks, not like little things, like even just going for walks every day or having a desk with a tread, like that movement keeps all the lymphatic fluid and garbage moving through your body so it doesn't stay stored and then create that extra inflammation. What you eat is a really big one. Gluten is usually very inflammatory for people, even if you don't have celiac. Um, It can be very inflammatory. Dairy can also be very inflammatory for people. So those are usually two like food groups that are like, okay, let's remove these first, kind of see how your body's reacting. Um, but inflammation doesn't always have to be scary. It's just a sign that your body is telling you something. <laughs> yeah, it's that la- that check engine light. Yes, right? exactly. In your card it tells you, hey, something's going on, but you know it doesn't. You don't know what is going on unless you you know get that uh, that whatever code may show up in the card. You know when you go to the <laughs> mechanic and they read it. Um, right. <laughs> Right. I, I have no idea what That's they such do. That's a good analogy. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, you know, and, and understanding the difference between that indicator versus your car, your, it's fuming, right? It's just like <laughs> smoke coming from under or steam coming from under the hood. So all that potentially we've, we let something that check engine light go on for too long. And now we have um, a bigger issue on, yeah. on, on our hands. So, um, and gut inflammation, you know, because, I mean, you mentioned food and gluten being one of them, you know, bigger culprit, uh, big culprit. Uh, and then uh, obviously, uh, what about corn and sugar? And I mean, because there's so much information, you know, in the world of nutrition, everybody's got their opinion left and <laughs> uh, that we have the carnivores, we have the vegans and vegetarians. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So what? <laughs> it can be very overwhelming to be like, what's best for Um, And I think that's the thing is it's going to be different for everybody on what works for your body. And a lot of that comes with a little bit of trial and error, seeing how your body feels when you are maybe eating a higher protein, maybe more carnivore diet, or if you're eating more of like that vegan vegetarian diet, like how are you feeling? If you're on a vegan diet and you're still suffering from extreme bloating and gas and different symptoms like that, like 
that might not be the right path right now until you get to the root cause of what's going on in the gut. And gut issues, unfortunately, are just so common. You know, leaky gut um, with getting that gas and that bloating and then all of those, you know, toxins from the food are getting into your bloodstream, which then circulate through all of your organs that can create that systemic inflammation. So the gut, I love gut health. Like that was, that's been a big passion of mine. But as I dug into that world, I realized so many people didn't even understand detoxing. So I was like, I need to take a step like back and help people with that first to guide them to that area. Yeah, because I mean, one could be doing all the right things in order to reduce inflammation, gut inflammation or systemic inflammation. But if detoxing is missed, Mm -hmm. not a part of that journey, then I'm sure probably some of those symptoms that one was trying to rectify with the diet change and lifestyle change may not necessarily, you know, how do we take it to the next level of, um, you know, retaining those, those wins from, you know, yeah. If, I mean, I, I love, you know, I'm a sugar holic. I'm I'm the first (laughs) to, to admit it. I grew up in Mexico city and we're really big on corn of course and oh, yeah. really one you know sweet bread so um so um it's been um a journey for me trying to abstain from some of the stuff um but definitely um I, I did see when i was doing a proper detox program staying away from those foods was easier yeah Oh, yeah, for sure. It's amazing how your body can react when you take away different triggering things. Like, your body won't even crave it anymore. Like, I'm a bread girl. Like, I love all bread, pizza. Like, that's my kryptonite. And so, but once I started detoxing and focusing, too, on my gut in partner with that, I noticed, like, my blood sugar levels were more stable. And I wasn't having these, like, extreme cravings for, like, bread or that salty kind of combination like I had in the past. And I will tell you as somebody who struggles with the mindset around health and the mindset around food and what that is, not having those cravings literally has changed my life because my mind, like I feel like I used to be a crazy person. I would always think about food. Like I can't have this. I should do that. Like the should, 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 don't do it. Like it was bad. But once I could level that out and I wasn't having the extreme cravings, like it changed my mindset too. Yeah, that makes sense because I I think of that, you know, um, working with people with with uh, food sensitivities, it's sometimes, you know, yeah, we're the bad guys and saying, hey, you you can't have this. No more corn. No, more- right. <laughs> no <Yeah>. fun here. <laughs> no more pizza, you know, and then, oh gosh, Friday's pizza night. And especially if you're the only one in your household who's trying to adopt a different lifestyle, then that's even more challenging. But I think as a practitioner is and as a per, as a client, you know, if you're going through this journey, understanding that it might be a temporary situation, you know, because as you you are addressing the root cause of that gut inflammation or systemic inflammation or inability to detox, then um, yeah, potentially you may be able to have corn once in a while, perhaps not every day. But yeah. um you know, so there's gradients of, of things because, uh, yeah, you're correct. We don't want to develop a, a, a relationship with food that will later on could develop into, you know, an eating disorder because that's, right. that's not fun. You know, people are not going to do things that not fun for them. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, cool. Well, that totally makes sense. Now, could you tell us a little bit about the different tools that you use in order to aid detoxification? Yes, I love using different tools to just help with the process. So, I mean, supplements, that is, I always say supplements are a tool because they're supposed to supplement a healthy lifestyle already. So there's certain, um, you know, there's a lot out there. I use a lot of CellCore products um, to help with my detoxing process as well, keeping the pathways open. I also really love to use the sauna to help with the detox process. It's important to when you sauna to take a binder. So it's kind of sucking up all of those extra toxins that are coming out of the body through the heat. Um, you can really stack that with getting a red light sauna or using a red light therapy sauna with it. I use the Therisage one um, that has the panels inside. It's a pop-up one. So it's super convenient. My husband uses it. I use it. I've even had our kids use it when they've been going through protocols at like, you know, put out a hundred degrees, super low. It's not anything. Um, but that red light therapy with that slight heat is very helpful for even children to do it safely. Um, so that's one of my favorite tools. I also love to utilize coffee enemas. Um, and every time I talk to people about coffee enemas, they're always like, oh my God, <laughs> like their eyes are like, excuse me, what did you say? Um, and so that's always a fun topic to talk about. But that has helped me a lot because through nutritional response testing and other testing I have done as well, my liver is just really sluggish naturally. It's super great. <laughs> And so those coffee enemas really help with that process as well. Um, you can do rebounding that helps, dry brushing helps, just keep the lymphatic fluid moving throughout the body, which assists in detoxing. Going for walks helps with that lymphatic movement as well. Um, so I would say those are probably the most common ones that I utilize. I'll be honest, I've never, I have never done a coffee enema. So I am one of those people who, yeah, my eyes will go white. I'm like, oh gosh, no, please. You know, um, um, yeah, but they, I know I have, a, I have clients who do them. Right. Only other practitioners who sort by them, but uh, I'm just not that brave yet, you know? Yeah. Well, I did. So before I ever did it at home, because like everybody, I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so many moving parts. Like, I don't want to mess this up. Um, I went to a place and did colon hydrotherapy with like a professional. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, you, you guide me and tell me. So then when I did it on my own, I felt much more confident because I had a professional tell me how to do it first. <laughs> yes, of course. So that's what I recommend to anybody too. Like go to a yeah. professional first. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Yes. No, but they I know for a fact they're they're super important as far as can be a crucial tool, an important tool for someone's um detox um journey. Um no, that's awesome. And what about um ozone? What's your oh, Yes, I kinda of forgot about ozone. I use my ozone machine all the time. So it is such a great way to detox things. So I use it on my food, one, because I don't want all the toxins on my food going into my body. That's especially helpful for people if they can't afford organic. Like yeah. things are just more expensive now, organic being one of them. So kind of um, a way to get through that is using an ozone machine. They're, they're very affordable, usually about $100 to $150. Um, but you can use it to clean all your fruits and vegetables, your meat, um, sterilizing other objects. I put it in the bath for myself. And even when my kids, I put it in the bath. Don't worry. They're not alone. They're not going to like <laughs> carry the machine in there. We do it very safely. 
Um, but that just helps bring more oxygen rich blood into the body. It helps with different fungal stuff going on with the body as well. Like my tongue, my, my tongue, my son had this like crazy toe fungus. So we utilize the ozone in the bath to help get rid of that. So it's just a very helpful tool. I love using ozone. That's awesome. And then, um, so you mentioned kits, right? Sometimes kids come down with stuff, right? They're yes. just like us. Our immune systems are still continuously learning and we're exposed to chemicals that alter our terrain, which then give the, the uh, unwanted critters of any kind the uh, the space to be able to, you know, to do things that probably we don't want them to be doing in our bodies. And so when with working with 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 kids uh or you know kids of your clients uh what are some of the uh, detox protocols or when would you advise or recommend a detox protocol with with kids yes so my kids i detox i detox them kind of you know on a continuous basis like we had mentioned and with them obviously with kids like their bodies are physically smaller you need to be even more gentle than with an adult and depending on the age of the child like the reason to be more gentle too is they might not be verbal enough to tell you if they're having a reaction. So you just got to go very slow like you would with yourself, but even, even a little bit slower with kids. But the detox that I use on my children is the Touchstone Essentials Detox. And there's three different products. I love it for kids because it is... Well, it's liquid form and super customizable for dosing because it's little drops. So it's like you can just start with one drop of the gut one, one drop of the fulvic minerals, and then like one spray for the heavy metals. So it's super easy to customize from a dosage perspective. And my kids take it like like little baby birds. Like It's almost adorable. I just walk up to them with a little dropper. They're like, ah. <laughs> Um, so that's really one that I love for kids. For myself, I love the cell core, you know, starting from the foundational phase one and kind of working your way up. That's one of my favorite detoxes to utilize. Um, I feel like I maybe forgot the rest of the question. I'm sorry. I'm like, well, that's okay. Yeah, for kids, because you're right, they're they're smaller, their bodies, and I think yeah. you find that kids sometimes respond just faster to things that want, you know, like us adults. Yes. Yeah. And with my daughter, specifically when I was detoxing her, when she was have we were having really bad potty training issues. I'm like, she knows what, to, like, it was just so confusing. Like with bowel movements, she just couldn't figure it out. And I didn't realize she was actually really constipated. And so I started the gut detox on her and she had the craziest bowel movements I have ever seen in my life. I was like, one of them looked fuzzy. Like it was just wild. But then after that, like, it's almost like her gut was finally to a more healthy, stable place. And then she was able to potty train like more effectively. And we've never looked back and it's been amazing. Wow. That's so interesting because how a, the body may overcompensate, like other body parts may overcompensate for something that might not be working. And I, that's what I love about the relationship, you know, like mm -hmm. as, as in my world, anything could cause anything. Yeah. yeah, you know, like if yeah, if liver is not uh, functioning as uh, as we want it to be because it's been this the, the tux burden is just too much of it, then yeah, how is the thyroid then going to behave or the kidneys or digestion? So yeah. the the relationship. So um, no, that totally makes sense. Now, if someone 
um, you mentioned, you know, the your a little bit of a pathway, right? Like where you start adults with. Is there any uh, with the foundational protocol from from Cellcore? Is there any other way that you would start someone if someone said, "Hey, I want to do a detox and I want to kind of do it on my own before I, you know, work with someone"? Uh, what would you recommend for them to start with? Yes. So, well, one, I always recommend like working with somebody because it could be, depending on your background and knowledge and all of that, it could be bad to do it on your own or just, you know, people have questions. So, and usually what I do, anybody that purchases through like companies that I affiliate with or my full script, like I guide them through it with that kind of process. Um, The Touchstone Essential one is a very gentle one. So that one I always recommend. There's usually... It, and it's pretty intuitive to tell, like it's not great, like extravagant. Mm-hmm. I would say it's simple. And yeah. Simple oftentimes is the best. Mm-hmm. Cell core, I really love. Um, when I first did my cell core, I did a parasite cleanse when I was introduced to the products. I just like jumped into parasite cleansing. Like I didn't know anything about pathways. I, w- I, I did it wrong. You know what? I got into it. I was that person going broke on Instagram, trying to figure it out myself not doing it right. And with that, I did have reactions. My skin got like wild, like acne, like crazy. So I did it wrong that time. I should have did it differently. So that's why I always recommend working with somebody when you're going to do it because it's easier that way. It really is. Yeah. Plus you get that, uh, you know, um, the support. Yes. Yeah. If you have questions or, you know, everybody always has questions. You don't know what you don't know. And so as you start going through different things, it's important to have a sounding board to go to for that. Well, I hear you. I'm the same. I'm almost like two feet, you know, right into what I'm doing. And uh, when I was doing uh, mold detox, I also was like, okay, just give it to me. Give it to me. Because I just want yeah, just want this out of me. I don't want it. And not understanding that there's a process to it. And, you know, and I always tell clients, look, I know that you really want to be on the other side because sometimes people come to us and they're already like been on a journey for years, right? Or not feeling well or dismissed by um, whatever. Or, you know, like, yeah, you're crazy. Or like with your daughter, this is normal. You're like, okay, yeah. this is not normal. Yeah. Um, so it's it's important, you know, less is more and slower yeah. is faster. And I think that's a, a concept that us um, you know, holistic practitioners, it's it's I I've been hearing it more and more from, from others as well. And uh and I know as a client I just wanted to get rid of whatever was making me feel unwell. I didn't want to live with my headaches, my migraines the, yeah. to the degree that I was. And, um, but yes, you are right. There's the correct way of doing it. And when, mm-hmm. when it's done right, then yes, you get there faster because yeah. you're. And you're it's hard to hear that as yeah. a client. Like you don't want to hear that this is going to maybe take a while, take months to years, depending on the level, you know, that the client is at. And that's, that's hard to hear for some people, but I always think going into it with like that caring heart, like. I've been where you've been. I've struggled too. Like, I feel like that helps the clients really just like become okay with the process, that it is a process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I want to be part of someone's health journey mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, yeah, part of, uh, I don't want that person to feel, okay, yes, you know, I'm just part of the machinery of, you know, whatever healthcare system we may have right now, which 
Hopefully that changes at some point, but you know. I know, I know. I always have. I'm always hopeful for that. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, there are some great doctors out there, you know. It's not, and it's not like a, a complete bash on like, you know, doctors and stuff yeah. like that. Because I think, or nurses, because they're out there in the trenches. But um, um, you do go to med school, medical school with certain uh potentially certain mentality and then when you come out of medical school just potentially a hundred percent different um and i do you know know some wonderful functional and foundational doctors who yeah who've made uh, the switch i'm like this is not what i went to school for and um, i'm finding different ways so no that's pretty cool now if someone uh wanted to work with you because you work with clients probably from all over uh how would one go about finding you finding your practice your social media yes so my website is simplywellcollective.org and so there is where it shows all my products and services where you can book virtually i also now literally starting today so brand new. Um, I'm operating out of Meraki Wellness and Chiropractic, which is local here in Oak Grove, Minnesota. So if you are in this Minnesota area, I do see clients in person now too. So it's so nice to have both of those worlds. There's a link on my website to book in person. Um, there, there, it also has my beginner's guide to detoxing course, which is available for purchase now and actually at a discount for about another two weeks. Um, so you can get $50 off of that course with code detox up until the end of this year. Um, and so that's been my little baby these last few months and so much fun creating. And then as far as social media, I'm more active on Instagram and my handle is Hey There Bree. Um, so anyone can come over there. I share a lot of different tools, what I personally do more about lab testing there. So if you're curious or want to connect, I'd love to meet people. That's awesome. So we will make sure to add all that information in the show notes so that um, anyone listening to this um, um, podcast can definitely, um, yeah, reach out to you and start their, their detoxing journey the right way so that they can get to that root cause of whatever might, you know, the symptoms might be. So that's cool. Um, any last words of wisdom before we end off? Yes, I love that. So what I always tell my clients and kind of how I try to live my life day to day is focusing on progress over perfection. Especially women, we think we have to have it all right all the time, 100%. And it's okay to not. It's okay to maybe have a step back one day and then two steps forward the next. You know, it's such a journey just focusing on that progress versus focusing on trying to be perfect on everything. I love that. Awesome. Well, Brie, thank you so much for being here with us today. We've learned so much about detoxing tools and uh, with nothing else, we'll be ending off. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. All right. Bye now.